0: Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, niggas and crackers, guys, gals, and non binary pals, hot girls and city boys, saints and ain'ts, and, and all our Harlem family,
1: welcome to your very own podcast. Who's gobbling your girl all summer? Wow. AKA, I was down 40. Now I'm up 50. Now I'm up 50. Buck, 50 oh, you know what? I forgot the whole damn AKA I was <laughs> up on that one. The good fella and AKA six foot three Joe Pesci. What's happening? Mm. <laughs> mm.
2: That was a long one right there. That nice, was, that was a long one. Right <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I'm y'all. Don't was, worry
1: about it. It was 420 yesterday and I, I was fried. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and number three. Oh man, well, hello everybody. It is your boy Ahmad K. Mm-hmm. Simmons, aka Mr. Melon and Mitro. Him, Mr. Melon Maestro. See, I fucked up because you messed up on yours. So now it's not just me, <laughs> damn. <stacking> it. <laughs> damn uh, it's Mr. Melon and Maestro, and then we have the Sober Saint, or so mm. they think. But, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. very nice, good to be back with you, boys. Um. A lot happened, uh, you know, for me, at least. I'm I'm fresh off of my brother's wedding. Um, Yay! Yes, sir. How did that go? It, it went really nicely. I was down in Bowie, Maryland for four days. Uh, I was uh, one of the groomsmen. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just had a great time. I brought uh, my lady with me as a plus one. Fantastic. She yeah. was a hit with literally everybody. I think that they are ready to replace me with her as a member. That's of what happens. <laughs> That's what happens yeah (laughs) um and so and uh, but it was really really beautiful so i I shout out to uh my brother phil and his beautiful wife carla um may the sun never set on their love with a name like
1: when a name like phil
0: he's he's good uncle phil Phil. um and then of course uh yesterday was 420 not that i partook Um, but we do have a topic today when we get there uh, Mm -hmm. we'll be talking a little bit about how new york is changing um for the better for the worse. who knows Uh, how was your weekend boys
1: it was good it was smooth smooth. i burned myself making this girl eggplant parmesan on monday Mm. i'm all right (laughs) that's
0: okay
2: (laughs) uh i say it was a it was a it was a nice little rocky weekend. You know, it was some stuff here and there, some personal things that, that came about. But um, uh, as you guys know, but the, the fans don't know, I am a game show host, and I host downtown at a place called Lightbox. We play a game called Game of a Thousand Boxes. Now, one of the shows, his energy was at an all-time high, and then I, I always go downstairs to meet the guests. Mm-hmm. And in the last, the last team, I spoke to them, and all of a sudden... I heard my name being called. And I was like, who, who are you this person? First, turns out, it was one of my cousins who happened to be there that I haven't seen in eight years. Holy wow. shit. Literally. Literally. She, she didn't know I was hosting. I didn't know that she was coming. So yeah, that was, that was a lovely little highlight. Oh, that's nice and how so, life works like that. That's a nice Yo. Important. It was crazy. And then after that, you know, since we have the whole space to ourselves, I just jammed out to some she's a bad mama jamma. Beautiful. And I just put that in the entire place. It was, it was really nice.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. And now, so how does this game show work, Ahmad?
2: Okay. So this is a live game show. I'm, I'm so happy you asked. Um, so this is a live game show. And uh, we have four teams of four. And each person is $35 not that bad you know you bring through three of your other friends mm-hmm. and you all have the you know, your own little buzzers and every game is 12 mini games so every game that you play it is involved with the buzzer you have mm-hmm. and um we have four teams like i say you have the bugs the rats the horns and the birds and so at the end of the game you win a big dumb prize but in the midst of it it's a lot of fun Trust and belief. So, um, uh, so like, to, Are they like
0: answering questions, or is it like, is it like a trivia? As, you you or-
2: answer questions, questions, trivia. Um, uh, that th- get in touch with their inner clock. You test your reflexes, oh, your brain cool. work, teamwork, um, luck, just mm-hmm. all of that. And so that's it's 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 a lot of fun. Is it something belief, that the whole
1: family can enjoy of all ages?
2: Yes, you can. All. Uh, of okay. <laughs> thirteen and up, we can't have you know you like a seven year
1: old running around. With
2: no, them. no, because they they the, a lot of the stuff that is thrown at them, they won't know it right. or they they can't like co- coordinate with their team. But gotcha. I would say people who are in their twenties and up have a really good job. They they do a really good job at it. But like, get your friends that know a lot of things, that know music, that know coordination, that's a team builder, a team leader. So. Yeah. Okay. So so
0: uh, Maud Harvey on the block, y'all. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty,
2: what you not gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Nasi, <are> you <laughs> No. No. <laughs> no <I'm> crazy. you
1: <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Yo, Ahmaud, uh, so after this, yes. gonna, uh, after this, you're gonna start, you know, judging dance battles in a warehouse in Los Angeles?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> With a big old suit that's <laughs> twice my size. Gonna, and I will come out. <laughs> are you going to take it to the streets? <laughs> I am not going to be Steve Harvey. Are you going to write <laughs> a
1: book about how women should think like men?
2: <laughs> I would not write a book about how they should wait three months until they get the cookie. And if it's bad, then they will leave. Yeah, that's that ninety day rule. But you know, hey, days. shout out to, to Steve Harvey. You know, he's a good man. He's a good man. You know, love what I mean? Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, come on
0: the show someday, man. Lots of guy. Lots of things to talk to you about. Um, and he, he wears nice suits. So
2: he does. He he does. Man, and sure that that might nice has... which Jude does. So I'm sure. Yeah,
1: we can we absolutely you know smoke a good stogie together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a nice cubano, you know.
0: Right, right.
2: You know what I'm saying? You know, shout out to the shout out to the main man himself. yeah absolutely. But, appreciate you for, for putting that out there yes yeah, shout out to lightbox yeah man shout out- yeah i yeah, had, had, to, out had to, to
0: let you b- plug um before we get into we have a ton of stuff to talk about yeah and as mm-hmm. you know we have our sections now so we're going to move first into in this corner yes, get sir. our fight news out of the way here what's happening in in the fight news world dude
1: so uh, in this corner <laughs> this motherfucker, jake paul so,
0: man, I need so, someone to explain how this happened. So,
1: this weekend, <laughs> uh, the highly anticipated, uh, not highly anticipated, oddly anticipated mm. bout between one, Jake of Paul, of the Paul <laughs> brothers on YouTube, of the Japanese suicide watch motherfuckers, the Disney Channel stars, the weirdos,
0: <laughs> Team 10. Mm
1: hmm. Yes, was uh <laughs> fighting a one Ben Askren, former one one FC champion, former Bellator champion, former UFC fighter, uh, was undefeated until, you know, he got kneed in the face by Jorge Masvidal, who's fighting this weekend yep. and was not completely unconscious after that fight and retired from mixed martial arts, but decided to come back to fight Jake Paul, who's been, you know, kind of hot. Now three and zero after fighting um, Ben Askren, knocking his ass out in the odd spectacle that apparently had way too much music. I wasn't watching the event, <laughs> but yeah. So Ben Askren lost this bout with Jake Paul in a very very ugly fashion. He got hit with a nice little one two, and you know felt like Family Guy, and yeah. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> That was mainly that, you know, it's just been, you know, the whole resurgence. We talked about Jake Paul before of boxing only by this YouTuber who's only been boxing for three years and Mm. is making a buttload of money, which is, in my opinion, like I said before, is stealing from actual talented fighters. You know, I see, you know, you see all these, you see all these amateur guys for years and some of them are still in their thirties, still amateurs, not getting paid for this at all, but have been working their asses off for 20 years at least of their lives, mm-hmm. you know, to not make any money out of it, but have this, you know, little Disney Disney Channel kid who gets some tattoos looking like Justin Bieber on steroids. But you know, he's yeah. making all the dough because he knows how to piss people off.
0: He sure does. Yeah, yeah. he sure does. I mean, you got to admire. Um, there's a lot of speculation as to whether the fight was fixed.
1: Nah, he uh, hit, he. Nah, he hit that nigga. He he hit him.
0: He definitely did hit him. Uh I I I, I watched the I watched the fight because it was only like it was like a round and a half. Um I just Mm -hmm. watched it on YouTube. And um it it seemed like a fight that could have kept going. You know, Ben Askren he got he obviously got knocked down, but I don't think he looked too. No, 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 that was a hard hit.
1: Now if he I was watching um Andrew Schultz talk about it yesterday. Like if this was a professional fight and he has more fights after this it would be a different story. I think he would continue to fight, but the fact that it's just a quick, a quick big check and he's not going to continue to fight after this. There's no reason to suffer more brain damage because that's yeah, where the damage fair. starts. I, I was
0: know? The reason I was, I started by saying you have to admire Ben Aspen is because he collected a check and you know, he doesn't seem like someone who's, who's, uh, necessarily got an abundance of ego that would keep him from doing something like this, you know? <laughs> so, uh, more power to him, I guess, and we'll see Jake continue to climb the ranks. Maybe he will get that McGregor fight. Um that he wants so bad. God I'm, I w I wanna fight that
1: nigga so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll beat the brakes <laughs> off of J Paul. I'm sorry. Like
0: I definitely would.
2: <sighs> I it's it's and like like I say before in his in this, this fights and in in his fights, and also with YouTubers going into the realm of boxing, everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's making so much money with this. Like, I don't know how much money he he made. It's number 12 on, on in fight.
1: all-time pay-per-view buys of fights. It's number 12. Wow.
2: Number 12?
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Out of every pay-per-view fight in, in boxing history, yeah. that's
1: that's beating this one in particular That's beating (laughs) my tyson fights
2: (laughs) this fight in particular is number 12 yeah i I,
0: how does that even work i like i don't know right right because who's now i'm okay because pay-per-view usually the the people who have money to 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 purchase pay-per-view fights are like adults Right, but then like there aren't that many adults who are fans of Jake Paul.
1: There, bro. But those kids, not adults, those kids.
0: But I'm saying like it's they're still in their parents, parents' like, yeah, nigga, hell yeah, they will do that what? shit. <laughs> bro,
2: some they will
1: something like little white kid in fucking New Jersey somewhere. I, yeah,
0: you're. I mean, they do it for Fortnite. I'm sure they would do it for a Jake Paul. Yeah, fan. A, a, it's a, like the, come on, it's insane that they Name? have that influence to, to bring it up to number twelve all time.
1: Yeah, and it's not even no, for no, my fans. It's no. also people who just. One hate Jake Paul and will pay to watch get him get his ass kicked, and right. these little kids who think Jake Paul is probably the greatest boxer since Jack Johnson or some shit. I don't fucking
2: know. Right. You have YouTubers. You have like those white suburban kids or any kids that are total fans of Jake Paul. When when talking about some, it's everyday bro. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's, it's this 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 is what they feed. This 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 is them. Feeding his uh his entertainment like this is this is what they do on on the regular and also that's what judy was saying um folks want to see jake paul get knocked out that's why they are buying these right. this this pay-per-view rather than just waiting like the next few days for it to come for out the highlights but <laughs> it'll be on it's twitter highlight right. <laughs> it's it, but you know uh when, when 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 i saw the physique of paul askrin I was uh, Ben Askren. Ben Askren, whatever his name is, he got knocked out. <laughs> um, he's, I, I was, I was just disappointed. I was just disappointed because now this is, this is Jake's fuel. Like, mm-hmm. He's going to be coming after everybody now. I, I, I think who's who's next? They, who's after this one? They said Dylan Danis,
1: who started. There was a brawl between McGregor and um, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Oh my god, I can't even get mm-hmm. that man's name right. Totally butchered that. But after their <laughs> fight, there was a brawl where Khabib jumped out of the ring and pounced on this dude. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah,
2: that I remember guy.
1: that. So that guy might be fighting Jake Paul next.
0: I forget if we've spoken about this. Do y'all think Jake stays in boxing for a, for a while longer, or do you yes. think he's just going to jump to MMA? No. Huh?
2: No. He's he's definitely going to stay in boxing. He looked like he can't kick. <laughs> He looked like he can't kick. He cannot raise a leg. He's pretty top uh, heavy. Yeah, he is pretty top heavy. He looked like a definite Dorito chip. Um, <laughs> Absolutely,
0: Johnny Bravo. So,
2: yeah, so he's he's staying. He's staying okay. in, in, in 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 boxing. If he was to ever go up against a MMA a, a MMA fighter right now, he would. That person would definitely kick his legs out. He's done. Mm. He'll be out.
0: Well, it seems like so, a it seems like an appropriate segue to someone who's far more interesting. Uh, the T-Rex Absolutely. herself, Miss Clarissa Shields. game who's making her MMA debut in July of this mm-hmm. year
1: At the PFL.. Um,
0: mm-hmm. uh, listen, man, this let me just tell y'all a little bit about uh, Miss Shields. as she is the only boxer in history, mm-hmm. female or to him, to hold all four major world titles in boxing from the World Boxing Association, the World Boxing, what is it, committee, the International Boxing Federation, and the World Boxing Organization, Mm -hmm. simultaneously in two different weight classes. Yeah. And also the first woman to win lineal championships in two weight classes.
1: And... Uh, I'm sorry. And um, have two Olympic gold medals.
0: Yep. 2012 and 2016. She's a monster. She's, yeah, she's literally, like, T-Rex is right. Um, and a special shout out to her because she liked our promo post on Instagram. <laughs> <Clarissa>. Literally <laughs> minutes before we
2: started recording, <laughs> yeah. minutes before so, um, she likes our post. If you're listening, um, we love you.
0: Come on the show. We appreciate you. always. I love you. Here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this, is really, <laughs> this is really exciting. Uh, Claressa <laughs> is a very dynamic fighter uh, mm-hmm. and she's making a lot of waves in the woman boxing community. Um, really is cementing herself as the quote, the greatest woman of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, how do y'all feel about her trans? First of all, her, her career in general, um, and then her transition into MMA. How, how are you uh, feeling about it?
2: Well, I I watched her interview on The Breakfast Club. It was about four years ago when mm-hmm. it happened. And basically just it, it, it she was talking about her life story of her growing up in flint michigan sorry mm-hmm. and um how her father was in jail at the time when she was little and you know she 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 got into boxing from her, her her father her father was a boxer but he didn't go pro right but um in her first fight she was saying how her, her father was there and and, and and he was in the audience, and he was watching her go. And then at the end of it, um, he started crying. And mm-hmm. so she I was like, well, "Why did he start crying?" He was like, "Because you wanted that was one of the best fights I ever saw." So um, that, that 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 pretty sure that fueled her. And she was like, "If I can fight without going to jail, <laughs> like professionally, legally, oh, I'm doing it." So right. <laughs> so basically, she she's a beast. She I is a nasty. beast. It, yes, oh my God and five foot every eight. five foot eight and she spars with dudes and I remember charlemagne and God was like, why do you what, he's like why basically you tell him why are you fighting or or sparring with with men and she was like, why not?" Mm-hmm. Why does he? Oh, say why does he?
1: Why does he say stupid shit like that? What <laughs> well, well, she, she said. Things?
0: What she said. What was interesting is like I can't always I, like if I spar with men, I can push myself more because the, I can't right. unleash on women. Like I can't unleash exactly. my full power on on women. She'll run out of sparring
1: like... partners. I'm sure <laughs> <Yeah>. she has.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's why she went over to the men. My That's mind, why she went I over to you, the men.
0: This woman is only 26 years old. She's, now. she's she's three years older than the rest of us. She made her Olympic uh, debut at 17. Um, yeah. So she's been boxing for a long time and she's still so young. And she um, has
1: so much room to grow. Yeah. So this is a really good time for her to start doing MMA. And she's been training at uh, the Jackson Wink Academy and at Jackson where Wink. Holly Holm trains. Where Holly Holm trains, John Jones trains. Mm-hmm. Mm. And even... Supplement well, not supplemented. Uh, people who come in to get some tips, guys like George Saint Pierre, mm-hmm. and uh, damn, uh, John Dodson, who was a a big uh, flyweight fighter. Uh, oh yeah, no, she's, she's
0: she's gonna have the best of the best. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and as she should, it's uh, I didn't get to watch that documentary. She talked another thing she talked about on the Breakfast Club is her documentary T Rex that kind of followed yeah. her from about age sixteen to twenty. Uh, yep. it's available online you just have to pay for it mm-hmm. uh but it's like an hour and a half long um, it's
1: solid I, i've seen i've seen parts of it and she's yeah. a monster she's mm-hmm. different man i'm really I'm really looking forward to her um transition to fighting and the way she, she's taken training like I've seen her train like I've seen her throw some knees and mm-hmm. getting some wrestling tips from john jones yeah that's mm-hmm. just little clips we see online but if all we're saying about her is true and how hard she's working the the discipline that she showed staying in the olympics because you don't get paid for that shit you don't get paid to go into right. the olympics and it's a right. very small sport it's not a big sport in the olympics like track swimming diving and what whatever else or figure skating which are the big olympic sports that you see on tv all the time so
0: so so no none of the athletes who compete in the olympics are paid to compete. In- so the
1: ones that we see the ones that we see, like Michael Phelps,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Apollo, something—I forgot his name—but the
0: Ono Apollo Ono
1: Apollo yeah. Ono, thank you. Or um, Usain Bolt, they get yeah. paid, you know, from their sponsorships, right? You know, because they bring they bring in mad dough. Yeah. But all like the random sports, like curling,
0: mm.
1: or um, the bobsledding. I need to pick up a javelin, shoe. javelin, or um, the the Archery. discus,
2: yeah. -hmm. They don't get
1: they don't get the same funding or treatment, the same money as those other big sports like gymnastics. Gymnastics, even you know, Mm -hmm. like Simone Biles and all Mm -mm. that. It's all predicated on what we find interesting, the public that we we will always tune in to see because not all the Olympic sports are televised. And I don't think boxing is televised. I think you got to watch that shit on YouTube at like three o'clock in the morning Mm or
0: some shit. (laughs) It's largely exhibitional, yeah. Um, the the other interesting thing about Clarissa, uh, uh, or not the only other, but one other interesting thing regarding you know the f- uh, the documentary is that there is now a film being made, a feature film being made already of her life. Um, who's playing Ryan Destiny? Starring Ryan Destiny. Now, here is what I'll say about this. First of all, I think Clarissa is a beautiful woman. Um, I th- I am concerned that Ryan Destiny, who's like a like a instagram model is like Mm -hmm. i I can see
1: it in the face a little bit i
0: would hope that the production doesn't shy away from making her look like a more natural yeah like someone who would get into fights you know what i mean because i look at photos of ryan destiny and i'm like i don't know she's from detroit
1: though she's from detroit
0: right sure and no disrespect to ryan destiny either you know um yeah yeah it's it's uh it's it's not to disparage her i'm just like i even as an actress it's more like from a production standpoint Mm -hmm. knowing how these things work and how um you know uh production companies usually like to bank on the appearance of their stars yeah um yeah i just hope that they 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 go the distance with really helping ryan step into this role as this girl from flint michigan who had one desire her whole life and that's to beat niggas up <laughs>
1: you know what I mean <laughs> yo and um, she's doing it and I don't know mm-hmm. who she's fighting there might be some you know UFC stuff in the future if this if you know her next like eh, i say like two or three fights go well she's still mm-hmm. boxing I think she boxed I think like six or seven months ago obliterated mm-hmm. this this chick and <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah and she, she
1: moves, bought her she last match away.
0: was uh with a Canadian woman Marie De- Decaire on March 5th cool. um Damn, says yeah. Wait, March of this year? And March 5th of this year. Yep.
1: Oh, and she's going into the 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 MMA fight in like what, 3 months? Yeah. Damn, that's in, a uh, that's a on flip. June,
0: June 10th, 2021, Damn. It was Brittany Elkin. Yeah. No, her momentum is crazy. She's also uh she never That much damage. No. And she she's I think by the by the time she fought um Hannah Gabriels, which is like mm-hmm. her first ma- major challenge in boxing. She had not lost a single round, a single individual round in boxing, let alone mm. a match. Yeah, she's um, terrifying. Yeah, she's, she's, she was, she's pretty much the Amanda Nunes of boxing.
1: Yo, and <laughs> that, that there's a conversation about that. There's a conversation going on is if she'll, you know, fight Amanda Nunes in the future because mm. Amanda Nunes is running out of opponents. Yeah. The way she's just running through these chicks like this.
0: Yeah,
1: you know you have to get Clarissa Shields in on, in on this to give her some kind of challenge or some yeah. kind of draw, some it, kind of money.
2: It's it's like it's like we're definitely talking about this girl, and then we have to remember she's still she just turned twenty six, mm. just turned twenty six. She has so many years ahead of her. Yeah, yeah. like not her prime yet physically. Yeah, and so. Z- z- the way she's running through these people right now and like imagine how she's gonna be at the age of thirty makes me think if it were to go if it were to go down, um, like pay-per-view between her and Layla Ali and in, in her prime. I
0: was gonna wait to transition into that. Uh because so let's get there. I just wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to introduce this fun fact, uh two fun facts, which is one She's the same age as Megan the Stallion, so that's that. Wow. Just to give people a sort of a reference point, she can beat up. For also, her. Jude, your birthday is March. Wait, what did you say? Oh, she could beat up. To- <laughs> <laughs> she,
2: she will punt kick. To-
0: Said <laughs> that man flying. <laughs> she will. Heart kick she can quarantine him. quarantine quarantine.
2: So him, knock though, the rest
1: just... of his hair off.
2: Oh. <laughs> put his hair she on will... over here. She was she will step right into that little patch. She will step right into the patch. Jude, um um this I, March 12th.
0: The... Oh March twelfth, okay. Uh Clarissa is March seventeenth.
1: But yeah, my God, I see.
0: one of the other things Clarissa talked about in that Breakfast Club interview was a sort of um, tension between her and Layla Ali, former mm-hmm. professional boxer and the daughter of Muhammad Ali, my dad. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, she, I mean, Layla Ali was a was a significant. Uh, boxer she was,
1: from what I understand, she was a monster. She paved the way. She mm-hmm. paved she, the way. she paved the way. She ran. She walked so. She walked so close the shields can run. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Lil too damn old to be fighting Clarissa Shields. <laughs>
0: yeah, and and mm-hmm. and Clarissa already fought uh, uh, someone who was in her forties. Um, who she fought? Uh, uh, what was her name? Tori Nelson. Um, uh, she was like, by the time they fought, Tori was in was like forty one years old, had a son the same age as Clarissa, and uh, she went ten- she went the distance with her. So that was like kind. That was the first fight that Clarissa had. Uh, where she didn't put someone away immediately, or there wasn't a stoppage, mm-hmm. um, but she couldn't compete with her. She could just kind of hang um, in terms of like not getting knocked out. So yeah, Leila Ali is currently forty three years old. And what um, was less than
1: she even trained or fought? Like in the, yeah, I in mean the she's a, she's a
0: talk show host now, I think. Um and and good for her. No, she's no, good for her, but like her. no. She's probably training some people like, you know, on the side, maybe coaching a little bit, maybe her nieces and nephews and what, um, you know, but I, I will say this, like what Clarissa mentioned her experience with Layla being is that um, there was a question to Layla as to whether or not she would come out of retirement to fight anyone. And Layla basically said, there's no one skilled enough for that's worth me doing that. And Clarissa felt affronted by that because she's in she's fighting in the weight class that Layla is in that Layla would be in. And so she's like, you know, yeah, I mean, I give respect to you for being the, the, the way paver for someone like me to come along and do my thing. And we're both black women and we're we're in boxing. But like, when you say something like that, like, no, now nah, I'm gonna beat the brakes off you. Just field.
1: like her daddy. Layla, just like her daddy. Yo, just Who, messy. Layla? Yeah, Layla, just like her daddy. Messy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I, And she, she also brought up the fact that um, whenever she would go to these events like the ESPYS, mm-hmm. she would see Layla, and Layla, Lay, Layla, she was like, she said Layla would see me, but she doesn't say anything right. to me. Oh God, she doesn't say a word. She don't wave or nothing. Why can't black right. people so,
1: coexist in sports, man, just like can't black people, coexist right? In sports, John Jones don't like black people. Layla Ali don't like Clarissa. Oh my God, like <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. John Jones does not like black people.
0: Jude, every every time uh, John Jones posts something, Jude sends a message into our, okay. our our dojo group chat saying John Jones does not like black. people. <laughs> does He doesn't.
1: He out here in like fake military fatigues. The nigga's not in the military at all. Wearing Oakley glasses, has a German Shepherd, power lifts. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. like he, it, it, get, it's
0: questionable because I think he did vote for Trump um right so that's that's number one you
1: know and it, john jones come on the show and, and every episode. time i'm sorry and every time <laughs> he's fought a black dude it's been beef every single time rampage jackson there's some shit talking there's mm. a little bit of shit talking then rashad evans there was major beef like rashad evans left the the gym they were both training at at jackson winkle academy went to florida and there's just this constant bickering between the two and then John Jones fights Daniel Cormier, and we all know how that happened. Mm-hmm. Fighting at the press conference, threatening to kill each other. John Jones giving him the DX, suck it at the end of the fight. And then now Israel Adesanya, he don't like that nigga. John Jones just does not like black people,
2: or Doesn't just happen. black
1: people in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> and I met yeah, John I mean, Jones. I'm a nice, uh, and I do the reason why I think he was cool with me because I look like his kids because he got a white wife. <laughs> you're an acceptable i an acceptable team. level you know i i, I passed the paper bag test
0: <laughs> well let's um yeah the point is all all positive energy toward Clarissa shields Clarissa, very excited for her mma debut and we'll definitely be covering it on the show we need to mourn her opponent because yeah you know yeah well i mean listen i think i think as soon as you hear Claressa Shields is coming to MMA, you're going to start practicing everything. I mean, yeah, you're boxing, but everything but the boxing because you're not going to stand. Oh, no no, so no, 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 no. You're going to be oh, trying yeah. to do everything to throw her off that game. Um, But it's going to be really interesting to see how she adapts because, yeah, like we said, she's young um, and she's got plenty more uh, room to grow. Uh, So next we're going to move into what's popping. And we just have one topic here, Uh, but there's apparently been a change.org petition that currently is sitting at 26... Thousand seven hundred fifty nine signatures out of a requested 35k to recast t'challa uh to honor chadwick bozeman in the black panther f- and, and avengers franchise to have a new t'challa yeah okay. now um obviously we know that chadwick bozeman beloved actor uh he passed away on august 28th 2020 after a very long and private battle with uh cancer uh colon cancer i think it was uh, for like four years. So basically mm-hmm. for the entire time that he was like doing these Marvel movies, he was slowly suffering from this, uh, from this disease. Um, and when he passed away, it was sort of a shock to everyone and a bunch of people reacted different ways. But one of the immediate questions on a lot of people's minds was naturally, you know, well, what's going to happen to the Avengers movies? And it's like, give, give it a second. Cause this is a real human being who died. And, yeah. and, and so let's, let's, you know, take a second to be somber about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the reason I wanted to talk about this when Jude sent it is because I think there are a lot of ways to look at it. And I've, I've kind of gone over it with a few friends um, because. Char- First of all, they make it clear in this petition that it's not about, you know, trying to replace Chad with Bozeman, but it's that the character had just been introduced. Right. And mm-hmm. like we want to try to see him develop more in this world because he has a bit more to offer. Um And, you know, listen, comic book characters die all the time, right, in in the comics. So there Mm have been periods where T'Challa is out of commission and then he gets replaced by someone. A lot of people were expecting Shuri to take the mantle like she does in the comic books of Black Panther. But um, I think there's kind of – there's two ways to look at it. One is that if you recast Chadwick, you risk – kind of making him look like just a a cog in the marvel machine right who like okay Mm. well we have to replace this piece because we need this character no matter what at the same time if you don't i'm not saying there there's a ton of ways you can write around t'challa passing away suddenly and like the, the the king the kingdom being you know open to enemies but if you don't recast him then yeah you do potentially um you do potentially miss out on some of those narrative threads people wanted to see continued. Mm-hmm. You do potentially miss out on seeing T'Challa and uh, T'Challa as Black Panther as a role model for, you know, for Black people, Black kids, you know, young Black men, whatever, whatever. So I think that's kind of where the conflict is. Um, I, you know, Kevin Feige, who's the, uh, the head, he's like the chief executive officer mm-hmm. of Marvel Studios. He has He has said that they will not be recasting Chadwick. So that's what he has said, um, but anything can happen, uh, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they make that decision in the long run. Anyway, um, and I don't, I don't think, I don't think it would be disrespectful to Chadwick, but I can see how people might think that. I, I, where, where do you guys fall on it? All
1: right, um I don't know. I mean, I, 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 th- I was cool with the idea of Shuri being. Mm-hmm. Taking the mantle of Black Panther, you know, you can kind of maybe write in there, you know, how um, T'Challa may have passed away or do what they're doing with Fast and Furious. I know we example, but they still have like video or some recordings mm-hmm. of uh, Paul Walker in the film mm-hmm. that Brian, the character, Brian O'Connor in Fast and Furious is still around, but yeah. decided to like go be with his son right, wh- right, when right. he retired from, you know, driving cars in space and shit. But you can do something like that with T'Challa or recast T'Challa. And it just has to be done with good taste. And I think the family should be a part of it in some way to mm-hmm. make it respectful. Not to, because he's not our son, our brother. He's just, he, well, he's not just an actor we look up to, but he's an actor we look up to. He's not our, yeah. our child. So we don't have um, say on what his legacy should, should do. What what his legacy right. should be? I think that's up to you know his wife, his you know brothers and sisters, his cousins, whoever was closest to him, they they, they should have the say. So yes. if they are cool with him being recasted and they pick a good dude, like I don't know the guy I don't a like, guy I know maybe like I don't know Justin or you know some dude named Ahmad, you know <laughs> just these guys I know they're really good actors.
2: Who
0: uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I. Man, Isn't don't it, you put it, me don't know don't you put me in that hot seat to get hate messages and death threats you know, like, from the entirety like, of the internet? I'm I mean I like, me. <laughs> Just gotta practice that Wakandan accent. Yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> we we do not do that here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Do that here.
0: Uh, you we know don't how, do how do you feel about it though, Ahmad?
2: Um, I okay. So you already you remember when when you had sent me the the whole um, post about him mm-hmm. passing away
0: we had just seen each other we were
2: literally yeah. I just walked you to the train station yeah. and I was heading home and you sent it to me and I was in complete shock yeah. shock oh my goodness that 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 didn't that that did not sit well in my soul for quite a while and then the next day I was I got up and I just started sobbing because you know he was he just started out, like he was only forty three, well forty four, um, yeah. and you know doing Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I saw that, and I was just so I was I was blown away by his performance as 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 a uh, Levy. You know, I always wanted to know how Levy is portrayed or how someone takes that that role and put it in a live action film or a live action play. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did a really good job on it. But back to Black Panther. Um, I truly believe that yes, uh, pers- a person, a a a character of of Marvel, or even Marvel comics in general, like they have so many stories, so many uh, plot holes and villains that they have yet to to face. Um, I felt I feel like it is still too soon. Like his second movie is still not even out yet. His first movie came out what two years two well, three years ago. Um. Mm-hmm. And it was just an Avengers Endgame, like still give it some time. Like don't recast them just yet. You have so many other heroes that are in the Marvel that are in the Marvel universe you can bring out and put into um the next phase. Yeah. I'm thinking just just wait it out. Like what 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 the hell is this petition for? Like just wait. <laughs> what the hell? Like <laughs> They 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 wasted no time like it's not even a year yet barely
0: six months it's not even
2: barely, barely. Yeah. like this like okay well now that stuff has died down now let's recast them when is it yeah.
1: supposed oh. to when, when was Black Panther 2 supposed to come out so 2020,
2: that's a great question. it was supposed, to, it it was was supposed was... to come out next year well, that yeah, ain't well happening. it's
0: it's de- it's definitely <laughs> slated for 2022 now I think originally yeah. they were talking about 2021 then the pandemic mm. happened and then it pushed everything back. Um, right. And some other stuff got shifted around. Mm-hmm. This got pushed back into the Spider Verse, got pushed back. A bunch mm-hmm. of other stuff. So, like. Um,
1: uh, yeah, well, yeah um, I, Black Widows was come out, I think, last summer. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's yeah. out this summer now. So, I think, like, I think obviously the character's popular. The movie was clearly very popular. It made a billion dollars Bro, it was, amazing. <laughs> I was on see it. and there were black panther merchandise
1: not the comic book the black panther party yeah <laughs> dudes with tables of black panther t-shirts in magic johnson theater on 125 yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the
0: blackest thing i've ever experienced in my life it made
2: a huge <laughs> impact a
0: of a budget of, of 200 million by the way which is pretty low for Marvel mm-hmm. movies it made 1.34 billion dollars so like what? you would that imagine that money. Sequel, right you would imagine that a sequel would have been fast-tracked and it probably was pandemic oh yeah. but then Chadwick passed and now they have to take some time to consider how they want to move forward but I think mm-hmm. yeah Jude you, you make a great point that however it happens it has to be respectful to the family and it has to be done in a That's way true. that doesn't feel like it's because you have fans on both sides you do have fans mm-hmm. who want to see the character continue then you have fans who are like i'm really okay with seeing Shuri do it or nakia or okoye or whatever yeah. it better not be i don't want to hear anything about killmonger coming back to life and becoming black panther i don't want to hear
2: anything this, i don't you know, hear a damn stop. thing <laughs> stop it <laughs> stop.
0: or force
1: comes back and becomes black panther <laughs>
0: <Yeah. It's> literally <laughs> that would literally defeat the purpose of the whole character. Um, <laughs> uh and also like we i mean michael b jordan is fine for work we can we can find someone else He's already uh, a time plans right. in. yeah i mean it could be i don't know uh kofi siribo maybe i haven't seen him act but people like him he looks dark-skinned um
1: or nah what would be cool get 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 homeboy and we're going to be talking about this later get homeboy jack double them roids a little bit do from um dams and interest do from snowfall
0: Damson Idris might actually mm. be the correct choice. It's just that he's, like, he's young. He's still young. and Omega old uh, makeup
1: on him? Benjamin Button, that nigga. Like...
0: He's 29 <laughs> now, which means, like, by the time they were they were considered recasting, he'd be in his early 30s. But I want to see how old is uh, – what is her name? Why can't I remember her name? Shuri. Uh, she got me in her 30s, Letitia too. Letitia Wright. Patricia Wright, yes, uh, she is twenty seven. She, she's twenty seven. My bad, wow. my bad,
1: my bad, my bad. But my
0: think, bad. I mean, you know, I mean, it's so it's it's Chadwick, he was it's eleven. So like, I <laughs> <laughs> was a youthful looking man. Um, yes, but uh, yeah, but uh, uh, that's that's um, that's what's going on with Chadwick. Let us know what you guys think about that. We'll move on to our final opening segment, which is political partay, uh, which we <laughs> haven't yet really had a chance to. I think introduce in in the in the show before but this is where you know if there's something going on socially socially politically we take some time to talk about it um obviously first bit uh of news to talk about here is derek chauvin uh being found guilty on all three counts on which he was charged yes, sir. Um, murder in the second degree murder in the third degree and second degree manslaughter
2: yes, um, yes sir
0: just as kind of a clarifying note um Uh, First degree murder is like the worst that's like, you know, premeditated, there was premeditation, malice and intent to kill second and third degree have kind of more deviations to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But manslaughter is accidental murder or murder that is justified by uh, self-defense, sometimes stuff like that. Uh, The reason this is second degree is because of what's called a depraved heart, depraved mind uh, murder, which is that. You acted in a way that, while you didn't come, you may not have come to a place to kill someone. You acted in a way that was, um, that was uh, callous and 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 irrespective of life. You know, so basically, mm-hmm. like you 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 were careless about the the potentiality of someone dying. Okay, uh, and I think you could make a case that you know kneeling on this guy's neck for nine and a half minutes probably fits that bill. So, um, absolutely, yeah. The trial was two weeks long. Uh, I watched some of the testimonies, but I didn't, you know, subject myself to everything. Um, I don't know if y'all watched any of it or listened in on any of it. Nah. Um, yeah, um, I mean, it, it, was,
2: TV on. It,
0: yeah, it, was, it was tough, you know, tough to sit through, tough to relive that footage over and over, uh, obviously for the family, especially for the, the eyewitnesses who were there to begin with. But um, yeah, at the end of the at the end of the day, it was a unanimous ruling from the jury. Um, to put this man away, he left that courtroom in handcuffs. His bond was revoked, uh, and you know now they're they're waiting for sentencing. But um, I think the, the the maximum is somewhere over fifty years for, all for each count. Workers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, there's a potential that he could go away for a very long time, or he'll get like twelve years, a slap on the wrist, and he's out in four for good behavior because he's a cop. And he, um,
1: but he's gonna live a hard life in jail because. Because he's notorious for this case, and also I'm sure yeah. he's put a lot of people in that prison, and Probably. I'm sure they would love to, you know, take a stab at him.
0: We're looking at a at a real life case of like uh, some of the stories that we see depicted in media, where a cop winds up somewhere, uh, you know, well, not somewhere, winds up in prison, and they're around people who who don't like them very much. One because they're a cop, and two because now this case is obviously so infamous. Um, and I think you know there's a lot of discourse around it. Um, because there's a lot of people who were looking at it on a on a meta level and saying, Well, okay, yeah, Chauvin got put away, I think, as a sort of as like a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> so that so that the system itself could still because like, you know, uh there was Feels a game. Like yeah, right. There's a tweet I saw that was like burn down the entire country, put away one cup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. they they kind of knew they being the powers. Um, that be, and, and like that, that, that this, and I, I'm not saying that, that like, he didn't deserve to be put away. Cause then that's also the mm-hmm. other side of it where people are being like, Oh, this was a trial by public intimidation. And the jury knew that they had to, they had to convict him because, you know, like, and no, I think jury the jury saw,
1: cause all these, all these cases are televised.
0: right? The, jur- the jurors one. do feel
1: this pressure
0: for sure. But I, but I think the jury the jury just like everybody else they saw footage that plain as day showed someone being murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that like at the same time when we look at the larger system of like policing, um and and like, you know, prison industrial complex and all that, it's it it feels like it's it's still the system protecting itself in a way. It does. Uh, so yes, this man got a uh, state justice and he should have. Um, But there's still more work to be done, especially because literally hours later, Mm -hmm. um, a woman, not a woman, a girl, Micaiah Bryant, 16 years old, was shot four times in the chest in Columbus, Ohio, after calling Mm -hmm. the police um, because she was being attacked. Uh, And uh, yeah, the officer apparently pulled up on the scene, saw a knife and just unloaded um, on the first.
2: She was running towards them. Is yeah. is
0: what he says apparently.
2: Yeah. Is what he
1: says.
0: But nah, I mean, also, um, if, if I, I call video, the cops,
1: I saw that video and there was, Oh, man, it's I'm I'm watching it right now. There was um my, my, my boy posted it and you know what? I could be wrong, but there was a knife.
0: Yeah, the, no, there was a knife, yeah. but it's the question of whether she was holding it or it was being held on Ooh, her. Nah, she was holding it. I, I, I kind yeah, she was holding it. She's holding it. Okay. And then she's running. Is toward, she running toward the cop?
1: No, nah, it, it's it's swinging and it's going towards the other girl.
0: Right. Well, yeah, she is being jumped. But I guess what I, what I was going to say is before I knew that, you know, apparently she had the knife is that like, okay, if I call the cops, I'm being attacked and I see the police arrive. This is the help I asked for. Like, yeah, maybe I would. If I'm a 15 year old girl, try to run toward protection. At the same time, if this girl right. is being if this girl is being jumped by women who look like they were bigger than she she was, then she might want an equalizer. She might, you know, want a knife uh, to defend herself. That being said, again, de-escalation, which
2: a staggering amount of police are they don't know how to fucking do.
0: <laughs> they don't know the
2: fuck it's, it's like it's, it's like it goes in one ear and goes out the other. No, it's, it's ridiculous.
0: And and this is part of why I've said. Uh, and I'll say it on record now that like, it should take a lot more than a GED and three months, six months of training to become a police officer. Like I actually, yeah. I actually think it should be a degree. Um, a, 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 like a pilot who <laughs> yeah, literally like, like it, yeah. it, it, you should require a degree and not in like, not even in law enforcement. I'm talking like sociology, psychology, logic. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah you know i saying like something that shows you can use your brain and that you understand yeah. how how society works especially the, the society that you're choosing to inject yourself into uh, because otherwise you're just getting a bunch of people who are who wind up in the police force because they feel like they don't have anything else to do so it's literally a job that feeds on uh helpless and desperate individuals in
1: what, a way what junior you daddy talk about with this
0: I I haven't talked to my dad about this particular case yet. Um, And, you know, again, he's in parole, which I think is a lot more helpful, honorable. Mm -hmm. I feel like more I feel like more what policing is should just be parole um, in terms of following up with people who might have had a criminal past. Mm -hmm. um, And and I mean, because I know in parole probably has its it has its weaknesses, too, Mm -hmm. because it's like it's very punitive. And it's it's like, well, parental, yeah, by the next time I come back, you need to have a job, but I'm not going to necessarily help you or show you the resources that you need to get that job. You just do it yourself. But I think each parole officer can can build their relationship with their parolee as they want to. Um, but yeah, no, we haven't talked about this specific case. We have talked a lot about police brutality in the past. We did talk about this other case with this woman who somehow mistook her taser for her pistol um, and, shot, and shot that young man um, in his car at a traffic stop. Um, this is a 26 year 26 year veteran of the force, by the way. Um, been, so either either she's either she's lying or she's, she's lying because she's lying. The, and or I don't know which one she, is worse. Why can't she? Why can't she be both? <laughs> well, it's true. It, it could be both. But I'm just yeah. It's like in my mind, it's like either either you're you've been on the force for 26 years and you are too stupid to <laughs> you're still too stupid to recognize the difference between these two weapons, or you're lying because you think somehow saying. I mistook the pistol. Sounds better than no. I just shot him because I was scared. Which I guess maybe it does, but Why like, it doesn't make it doesn't make you sound you're better. Cop. Why are you scared? He's twenty years old, and he and you're a cop. So yeah, the reason I'm so bringing all this up is
1: like I always thought you know the the training is very important. They should like Justin. There should be no reason that you, me, and Amon can all kick any cop on the streets' ass. I sound terrible <laughs> for saying that. I sound messed up, but no, for real,
0: like. I thought you were gonna say there should be no reason we could all become cops right now. We could
1: all become <laughs> cops, no that, that. Oh, yeah. we, we we can
2: become cops, like we can be, become better cops than what they are right now. You we literally know, could all go apply right now. Yeah, we do go apply, but it should
1: be, it should be extremely hard to be a cop. It should be very very hard. Yeah, you know what is what what? Go ahead, Ahmad.
2: No, no. I was only thing I was gonna say is what I find ridiculous is that. With there's with certain cops, they say themselves, your firearm is your last resort. Yeah, last resort. That shouldn't be your first, your, your 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 first option right there. You see someone about to like put their hands down or something, they might run or like just talk to them. You're a police officer, you're trying to protect the folks around them and then serve the Community that 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 you're placed in. Like you talk to the people around you. You get in touch with them. If 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 some stuff is is, is out of line, you don't need to go for your gun. If, if but if someone wants to come to you, you're trained. You're right. trained in order to um restrain someone. If there's compliance, you know, and you know, if a person has a weapon on them, then yes, go for your taser. Right. If they come into you with the weapon go for your taser but if it's a whole shootout or something or you see something about to go down then you have that ready you have that ready but don't try to make it your first rodeo or be like oh i was fearing for my life mm-hmm. nah bro you just wanted to assert your, your dominance right while you're in this situation like the the video i just saw um an hour before we started recording like these two guys were biking down the sidewalk cop cars right there had their had their guns ready at their head mm. talking about some get on the ground crawl to us it's like what what, what do we do and then all of a sudden they said oh you fit the description of a person that was right that that robbed this neighborhood like, come on bro it's, it's on. this
0: vicious cycle right because the police keep killing people yeah. and not just black people but definitely black people at, at a at a at a, at at a rate, higher turning an alarming rate um and then subsequently or consequently i should say um, black people become more fearful and more distrustful of the police which makes them act around act out around them or act in 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 non-productive ways sometimes right or or, in, or confrontational ways which then keeps the police on edge cuz now every time i see a black person and i want to stop them for something or if i feel i'm justified i have to come at them with the with the gat already mm-hmm. so that there's no mistaking what I'm here for when there should ne- it should never get to that place in the first place. We can talk all day long. There were three martial artists, we can talk all day long about about the science, the anatomy of subduing someone mm-hmm. uh physically without harming them, without kill without crushing their windpipe like what happened to Eric Garner, or without sitting on their on their blood flow for so long that they die, like what happened to George Floyd, right? We can talk about those things. But I think at the end of the day there should be such a long list of emotional and verbal de-escalation and mental deescalation that you're doing before you even ap- touch the person to put handcuffs mm-hmm. on them. That, like, by the time that someone has had to be, uh, that's had to be thrown to the ground, beaten with a baton, or tased, or God forbid, shot, you've done every exhaustible thing, and this person is just literally incapable of communicating with you.
1: And real quick, uh, it should also we should also care about our cops personal lives their their mental health should be acquainted for it well, too. yeah,
0: because why am i giving you a gun if you're not if yeah, you're if not, they're in, not in, in okay. the right state of mind and
1: you know obviously i'm not over here trying to be all pro cop and da da da. but you mm-hmm. still have to take in the fact that they're still out here facing stress every day yeah. and it just builds up and builds up and builds up and then you snap towards another person and it's your own fault but it's also the department's fault yes You know, because all these factors are just building up for a terrible situation to happen. And then they can't live their lives peacefully because they are forever this racist cop that killed somebody or this careless cop that killed somebody. All because, you know, they're overstressed. They, They witness terrible things every single day. And they're not properly trained. They're not letting out their issues. They're not able to speak to each other. And they, mm-hmm. and there's no he- healthy um, coping mechanisms. You know, police officers right. are vulnerable to alcoholism.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, and also they're not that healthy. You know, they're not eating properly. they most of them sure aren't.
0: Which is mm-hmm. another reason why they feel they have to pull the gun on on people because he's out of shape. I can't chase you.
1: Yo, a kid on on Tom, in Thomas Jefferson Paul can beat a cop in a foot race right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: Yeah. That should not 100%. happen.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, Bro. If it, if it, listen, if these, if police are to be a thing, then they should be able to, again, Not like I've said, verbal de-escalation, emotional de-escalation, mental de-escalation, then physical de-escalation, and then, 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 and then deadly force. But like, you know, I don't think my dad, I mean, I know my dad has been in like, I, I believe he's been in firefights but I don't think he's ever had to actually shoot someone. Um, And I, and I think that that's a toll as well, right? Like mentally, once you've shot someone, you, you either, it it can flick who knows what sort of switch and you could, you could realize that you have a bloodlust like Derek, you know, Derek Chauvin had apparently uh, uh, been in fatal encounters with other suspects in the past. Um, Or you could realize that that traumatizes you and you don't want to do it again. Uh, but then that just makes you more fearful each and every time you're in an encounter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like you said, I think that the, the training is abysmal um, across the, across the country, like period. Yeah. Um, and I, and, and I don't think that there's any like, I mean, as, as far as I know, like any precinct or, or County that does it better. Um, I just think, look, defund the police, disarm the police or, or destroy the police in any case. Like um, what we're looking at is a pattern that like, can't be justified you know we, yeah. we can't we can't we can't allow this to continue um and good conscience, we shouldn't begrudge especially the floyd family for f- taking this as a victory of course um, not. and uh and yeah the, it's the their victory it it's not for our sure. victory it's theirs for sure um mm-hmm. and then the final thing we wanted to talk about in this segment is uh is uh weed weed stay off weed. the weed stay off the weed Yeah, Um, I love (laughs) Stephen A.
1: Smith for that. That is just hilarious.
0: Weed is now legal in New York State um, as of, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, what, a month ago? A couple Uh, weeks ago. The beginning of this month, yeah, Thursday, April 1st, Governor Andrew Cuomo uh, signed a bill passed by the legislature the night before to legalize recreational marijuana in New York State, which makes New York the 15th state, along with D.C., to have legalized it uh, and the the legalization of the plan is effective immediately, but legal rec- recreational sales are not expected to begin for one or two years. Mm-hmm. I know um, there's obviously I have a lot of friends who were uh, who were excited about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one another thing that's come up, um, speaking of you know prison, is the expungement of of uh, of records of of related yep. uh, prison records. You know if it's yeah. legal now, let these dudes out, let them out. <laughs> um, uh but yeah i know none of us necessarily uh or we all have i guess you know varying levels of of partaking or have in the past um but uh I only started smoking
1: I, after my mom died and it gave me the best sleep of my life
0: yeah understandable <laughs> you said you had an edible right. last night right
1: yeah i was it, i went to sleep and then i woke up and it hit me while i was asleep and i'm all i'm all foggy but i'm alright
0: yeah um i mean what do, you, what do you guys think about this? I know there's a lot of people who talk about uh, from the business side of it, you know, how the the tax, the sales tax on weed, once it becomes recreationally sold, is going to be beneficial to New York. Um, I am not an econ- an economist, either so either. I, I can't say how beneficial or to what people. Um, but I mean, it's here, I it's, it's interesting to think about what New York, like how New York making this move will affect the rest of the country. Um, because while New York City is liberal. New York State is not really. Um, and I and I, I often uh, uh, prove that to people by like looking at this latest election. There was actually a, a a larger margin between Biden and Trump in New Jersey than there was in New York State. Holy shit! Like Trump was very close to Damn. winning New York State. Um, and, and it was really only just the one city borough
1: had to pick Trump. One borough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is. Uh, this is definitely a big move. I remember um I mean it, it I feel like th- not too much is gonna change as far as the people who were already smoking. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that I knew who who would smoke in public regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh I remember right in front of Pace University, uh the, the dorm that I that I the residence hall that I stayed in, I would come out uh on the on the first floor and there'd be kids sitting at the like the table set up outside, just getting zooted. It's, it's only the devil's reefer. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I guess we'll just see more of it. My mom actually had this experience yesterday where she was outside and, you know, my mom has asthma. So if she's walking around and there's smoke in the air, she's going to cough. And she walked by this guy who was smoking weed, you know, smoking loud, and she coughed. And not to be obnoxious, but just as a reaction. And then the guy was like, oh, what? You got a problem with it? I mean, you know, it's legal now, so you're just going to have to get used to it. Oh, my God. What a fucking
2: dickhead. (laughs) I say... Well, I I found out because my my friend Chase shout out shout out to my boy Chase, um he's in Chicago right now but he sent it to me. He was like, "Yo, bro, I, I know your friends are hype as hell," and I was like, "Oh, look at this." Um, I remember my first rodeo. This was this was after prom, the senior year. Hmm. Oh yeah. And, and uh, that was the first time I ever I ever got high. But uh, I'm trying to make sure that cause my mom she don't know nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> I I I I perform, but I also make sure I take care of my voice, so I don't do anything when it's rehearsal. Right. So um, when I, when I found out, I was like, okay, that's nice, that's cool. I'm pretty sure my friends are going on a on a whole pow trip right now. Wilding. They uh, they all wilding right now, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as, we, you know, buying edibles and stuff, I think I'm still going to do that. But it's much more potent. Oh, no, it hits
1: yeah. you in the face. My mother no. was no. eating a cake and no one told her.
2: An entire edible
0: cake?
1: Yeah, just this piece of cake. So I go to my homie's house for Thanksgiving, and and I bring my friend over, and we're all, I'm smoking a cigar, they're smoking weed. My mom comes in, and she asks my old babysitter, Putman, yo, what up, Putty? She asks him for some weed. <laughs> and you know they smoke you know i take my friend to the train and then i see my mom sitting alone eating a piece of cake and i'm like mom what's up you okay because she looks sad and alone she's like jude i'm so high <laughs> <laughs> weed in the
0: cake? no one told her <laughs> <laughs> no one told her <laughs> so disrespectful high. wow wow yeah i feel mm. like you got to label things um <laughs> Yeah, but Even I mean, listen, do. we will like, put green like, frosting listen. on it, like, <laughs> and in a couple years when um when when it becomes recreational uh, and it's and it's sold at outlets, uh, we'll see how this city explodes. The summers are going to be loud. Yeah,
1: and uh, you're gonna you're gonna Hopefully, to... those tax dollars from those dispensaries can come right back into the, to our communities. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they're Matt... said to be. It's said to be that that's the plan for that, yeah. and you know these guys are gonna get their records expunged and let out of prison on, you know, wild weed charges, you know, in, in jail for, like, 30 years for selling weed, you know, it's insane. You know, but then it's also bringing in the conversation of possible decriminalization of all drugs. Over in Oregon, they just decriminalized all drugs. That's heroin, cocaine, crack, mm. um, meth. All those are decriminalized. Now, you cannot mm. rec- um, sell it recreationally, you know, like you like, you can sell weed in Oregon or any of those other legal states or you know you can't sell liquor so those are mm-hmm. still prohibited but you will not be criminally charged if you for have possession. it for possession but if you have like a wild ass amount like if you have like 50 bricks of cocaine <laughs> in your crib well like, yo my nigga like,
0: <laughs> chill, out. <laughs> and, like chill. chill out
1: but you're a, you're a menace <laughs> yeah but then that, that can open up things like uh safe injection sites and uh, other things that can lead to rehabilitation in the in um in Oregon and 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 in places that are decriminalizing drugs like Portugal and in Canada, yeah, you know, kind of trying to end the uh, the war on drugs and the op- the opioid epidemic and the drug and the drug ep- epidemic as, as a whole, which yeah. hopefully would be a good thing. I've been the I was an advocate for maybe making it all legal so things can all be. Um, uh, regulated properly, mm-hmm. but I I'm not sure how that can happen and how people feel about it. So I think I, I have to do my own research and maybe see how things go in other countries if a country decides to make all drugs legal and see what mm-hmm. that can do for people instead of you know making drug addiction a crime, make it a medical issue. But mm-hmm. also a thing of autonomy, like we should be able to put what we want in our bodies. It's there's just sure. so many factors factors in this but yeah you know it's a thing we'll it'll it'll take time we'll be way older we'll probably have children by the time we discuss legalization of all drugs
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: well um there's a lot of information to ponder but uh we're not done with the drug talk we're going to take a little break and then come back and talk about drugs of a performance enhancing variety and Mm. how uh specifically how they interact with entertainment and uh how that might be um a little bit problematic yes viagra <laughs> oh <gonna> you yeah. laugh. <laughs> Alrighty, we are back. As I said at the end of the last segment, we're going to be talking about uh, PEDs, performance enhancing drugs today, steroids specifically within the filmmaking entertainment industry. Um, a couple days ago, I saw a like a like a paparazzi photo of actor Kumail Nanjiani, the Ooh. Indian comedian actor, who recently underwent a transformation to play a part in Marvel's Eternals. Yes, um, and I posted it on my private story. Because um, I, I I remember when he When he first like revealed his body Transformation on mm-hmm. Instagram And I was like this Is
1: like Concerning.
0: I've seen I've seen actors get ripped for roles But it's never looked as unnatural <laughs> As it for, yo. As it did on Uncommon I think the what gives it away is the face His face looks He got like... an extra jaw <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you exactly who he looks like y- Have y'all seen the mask? <laughs> you remember when the you remember when the the bad guy put on the mask? Yes, he got, like, pulled up, and that's what Kumail looks like, yo. And listen, it's like I want to just dis- put a disclaimer on this: is no disrespect to Kumail, and I think we're gonna. I'm a, I'm interested to talk about this because like I have a lot of thoughts, not about performance enhancing drugs themselves, because I'm not an athlete, but what they do for, um, the what they do for body image, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the standard that they set. Um, and so, uh, and we're not just going to brag on Kamal. We're going to talk about. No, it's, and it's not,
1: we're not ragging on any of the actors because they're just doing their job. They're doing
0: their job. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, they don't also work hard if, and it's, you know, uh, wh- whichever ones of them use these peds, And then, you know, it's not like they don't work hard afterward, but it's just like, yeah, the, the standard that mm-hmm. these productions, that these studios set. Is pretty unrealistic for most human beings. Yeah. Uh, and you need a little help. <laughs> you know? Did you guys see this photo? Uh he looks so insane. <laughs> he looks insanely huge. And I remember
1: years ago I was really into stand-up comedy and I would just watch on YouTube at like three in the morning a bunch of random stand-ups, and he was one of them. You know, when he came up, did his jokes and he was funny, he was cool. And then I see his success go on. It's the same way I discovered Tiffany Haddish. You know, I seen, you know, them I'm like, oh shit, they're blowing up, good, good for them. And he was just like this average, whatever, Indian dude. You know, not brolic at all. Just an average, regular Joe. And he played uh, a nerd in Silicon Valley. Right. And he has a very strong Indian accent.
0: hmm
1: And now he just is brolic. Right! Oh and... <laughs> He he's done it probably. I don't know when he got the call to do this role. Hmm. I would say two or three years. Let's say like he heard here's about this role. He auditions for it, and then like all right, you got the role, but now you got to bulk up and get this weight. You are right. not looking like this in three years. Come on, man. Without them roids yo. <laughs> and what I find hilarious though, I cannot wait. Well, I mean I've heard him talk. But hearing him talk and being this brolic is the funniest thing to me because this he has his like Indian accent, it's a kind of a high-pitched voice, and
0: he's just big as shit. It's mad funny.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, Ahmad, have you seen this thing, man?
2: I have seen that picture. Good sir. And I saw a video of him talking about his daily routine um, as he's getting ready as, as he was getting ready for his role in the Eternals. And one thing for sure is like Hollywood has this, or even like the the, the, the industry itself um, plays with putting people in their most fit, uh, yeah. they're the most fit state. Like their 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 physique has to be up to par in order for them to play this role, because you know they're not gonna see some fat superhero or. Um, no, or sorry, a big superhero. Just a good, somebody want to call me out, but if you are no, if you're a fast superhero, then no, nobody's gonna see it. Which is why folks were talking hella, talking hella shit about the the movie Thunder Force with Melissa McCarthy and also um ah uh, what's the name? What's the name? I forgot Black her name. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Black woman forgot her name. But for him, you've seen him in comedies. You've seen him in dramas, and he's, you know, he doesn't look, he doesn't look like he works out. So when, he doesn't. I'm pretty sure they Octavia paid Spencer. him. What?
1: Sorry, sorry. Octavia Spencer is the woman's name.
2: Thank you, thank you. Um, When 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 they, were, they probably told him, like, yeah, you you definitely going to need to be jacked for this role. And I'm like, what they going to have him do? I, I just hope and pray they don't keep him in the outfit that he wears throughout the whole movie, and then he just get jacked for no reason. But I find, well, I, find I find, almost
0: it, surely that's almost surely what's
2: going to happen. It's, it's dumb. Have, right? It's so yeah. dumb. Like he's going. He
1: hundred pounds. Of it's muscle? crazy. That's what it looks like.
2: He goes every almost every day to work out, and then you won't look like that for what nine months of product of uh, production, and then post production mm-hmm. you just going to gain you're just going to lose all that muscle mass or what you just going to keep it he's not going to keep that he's not going to keep that it doesn't look like he's going to well, keep it
0: well you know I, this is so this is where we can kind of start like talking about some other actors right because first of all i'll send you all this link um so you can reference it too i have the uh the uh men's health his men's health interview open uh and i'm just kind of scrolling through it he's he in it he recreated some like famous buff guy movie images oh, There's one where he's where, where he's being wolverine um, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about hugh jackman because that, that's a whole other thing but he's like fucking ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> he's huge pause but i mean like there are certain actors who um who i like okay i think someone like chris pratt right I think that that transformation from the way he looked in Parks and Rec to the way he looks in Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that's actually pretty uh, natural and pretty reasonable. And and the reason I think that is because he starts to lose it in some of those uh, later movies. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like he starts to not look quite as chiseled. So I think it's a thing where like, OK, you ramp up for production and then like maybe the next time around, you don't have as much time. Oh, And maybe I don't I don't really feel like I mean, Chris Pat is big on, you know. His, his Christianity, his evangelicism. So he might not necessarily want to partake in performance enhancing drugs. And so I could see someone like him be like, no, I'm going to do it the straight way. And if I don't get it in time, then that's just how I'm going to look. Yeah. Um, but then you have people like, uh, and, and and it's not even a new phenomenon because
2: uh, it's been like this since
0: early, the 80s, bro. Yeah, as early as Arnold Schwarzenegger, who um, was definitely juicing. Uh, not only to during his weightlifting career, but surely in some of those movies.
1: Oh, um,
2: yeah.
0: You know,
1: everyone fucking Hulk Hogan, everyone in WWF at the time.
2: Was it, um, was uh, it, uh, a... Lou Ferrigno, Yes. Homeboy was huge. Huge. Um, what, what were some other people like? There's a lot of bodybuilders, though. Um,
1: oh, a lot of yeah. WWE, from what I remember, though, like, uh, R.P., Chris Benoit. The Rock, the Rock the Rock, obviously. On them Roids.
2: Hold on now. Triple H. Wait a minute. Triple H. Triple H, H, but I think the Rock, rock the Rock was already big. Like the Rock, He, he was. He was already he big. Football. And, and
1: from football. Yes. From
2: football. And then he went into wrestling. And then I think he years. he, he, lost he chill. And then he started building it up because of movies. You know, that. like I feel like no really
0: bro, but I, I, I remember like looking at walking tall, you know mm. <laughs> regular and, yeah, I remember that. Like, yeah, I and look, he looked look big and that but like DVD a regular shit. big yeah yeah and then he shaved his head and like
2: fast five came out into, like <laughs> fast five came out and then they saw that transformation. Oh boy, it was brolic and, and then
0: he went. He turned into Charizard. On, yes, you know, like. straight up, yo. Yes,
2: and then it was Hercules, and then after that, it was, and now like oh, God, his Hercules. his recent move, the the, the movie he's going to be in is Black Adam, which I've been waiting right. for a long time.
0: Which you know he's yeah, you know he's in. He's hitting the the weights for that. Um, Envy. Yeah, and I and I mean again, I, well, I wanted to go back to something you were saying, Ahmad, because um. I guess to start in the, to stay in the comic book movie pocket for a little Mm -hmm. bit, Mm -hmm. you know, when we look at comic book illustrations, they are obviously like exactly. Especially in the nineties, especially in the nineties. Like (laughs) like, Todd McFarlane and them. Yeah. Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld, who Mm -hmm. (laughs) can't draw feet. Um, But you look at like the way that these, these people were set up. I mean, it's like eight packs and the, and the pecs are on here. Magneto, Who's supposed to be like 68 years old at any given point is built like, you know, um, Apollo Costa. He got bricks. He got (laughs) bricks. He got a bicep in his neck. Literally. Even Professor Professor Rex sitting in the wheelchair was like, you know. So it it makes sense that like when these actors get these roles, either from studio pressure or from being fans of the comics themselves and wanting to, to do it right. They're like, "Okay, yeah, let me try to work out a little bit so I can feel strong, especially because there's only so much of this movie that I'm going to be doing practically anyway." Yeah. It's going to get to a certain point where it's CG. So like, but I want to I want to feel capable while I'm doing the things that I can do. That being said, it's so funny that like they do all this just just to be covered up in a costume the whole time mm-hmm, yeah. or just for one 5-second glamour shot. And then, and, you know, the rest of the movie, they're covered. I mean, like, And also,
1: wait, it's also a part of the promotion because once I noticed, yes. like, once uh, the internet really started pushing, you know, movies and the, the way they're promoting movies now is through these um, YouTube videos of, like, behind the scenes things and how these people are training, how these people are doing all, all this shit. That's also a part of the movies. like, yo, I, you get Brolic to talk about how you got Brolic for this movie. basically. And I wanted exactly. to make a correction on myself. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani is from Karachi, Pakistan. I said Indian. My bad. My bad. Yikes. My Hashtag bad.
2: Cancelled.
0: Good on you for correcting it. Sorry. Um, so sorry. No, I think that's a, that's a great point, Jude. Is that it is 100% part of the marketing, which is where I think it gets a little harmful because not only is it part of the marketing in like here are the interviews with the actor who has to who has to kind of talk around how exactly they got this size, mm-hmm. but then you also see them release these workout routines which are like impossible to do unless you're on meds. <laughs> He's 41. Yeah, man. Wait, what? He's
1: 41. Wow. I'm looking at I'm looking at the mental health article that Justin sent in the chat. Actor and writer began the workout regimen that would prepare him for this falls Marvel adventure The Eternals in which he plays an ego swollen, muscle-packed alien among men. From what I'm like seeing and reading out of this article, you know, like chase the pain, it's also very harmful training philosophies mm. you know because you cannot work out like that to work out to be in pain like it's literally chase the pain chase the pain chase the pain yeah you chase pain and you're gonna crash the fucking car
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know you're right. gonna blow out your tire you're yeah. gonna destroy yourself you know
0: you're right it is concerning especially when you look at the age of a lot of these actors um i was recently re-watching the wolverine which is the the movie where he's in japan Mm-hmm. It's a pretty fun movie, but um, he was 50 years old by the time that movie. I think or, or 45 or something like that by the time that movie. Jesus came Christ! Out. Which means that like and 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 like he looks cool when he's like standing still and like maybe fighting a little bit. But as soon as Hugh Jackman starts running in that movie, you're like, oh he, oh he's in pain. Like uh-huh. <laughs> he's he's so labored trying to move. Around. And he's a tall guy also. He's six three, so it's like oh, damn you know, tall. Yeah, I you hate understand. One. Yeah, tall guys have one. a hard time running anyway. Um. But it's it's part of that's also part of it, uh, and then also I remember when Logan came out, which was his swan song. There was a lot of stuff going around about how he would like dehydrate himself, yes, um, thirty six hours prior to shooting, so just like, skin... just like
1: UFC fighters cut weight, yeah, it's
0: mm. very yeah, dangerous, so that, the, so that the skin would sh- would shrink on his muscles and make him look bigger. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do we even why do we even consider that necessary when again, Hugh Jackman is wearing a suit for 78% of that movie. Yeah. Yes. And also,
1: and also another thing, also the whole body transformation, also to the complete negative side of it, could be being, um, losing so much weight and then getting so much weight, whether that yeah. be muscle or fat, like yeah. Christian Bale, obviously. Christian
0: Bale. is a
1: prime that. example. Prime example. Looked like a frail alien in that movie, The Machinist. Where you could just blow him away and be in a million pieces. And yeah. then like um like a year or two later, he's Batman and he and he's bro like as fuck. He was too big yeah. for the Batman suit.
0: That's yeah. how big no. he got right after he, that
1: fucking movie.
0: The uh in in the Machinist I think he was about I think he was like ninety pounds. Uh and then he gained he gained back sixty and then some change to play Bruce Wayne. Um in in, uh in in Batman begins. And it's like and then he's that's not the only thing he's done. Like obviously he's been in uh American Hustle is another example where he put on he actually did injure himself for that. He put on like a bunch of fat Mm -hmm. and he slipped he herniated the disc. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah and And the Dick Cheney movie he was in, uh Vice. Mm -hmm. And then who else got really big? Oh man. I forgot who who, uh Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe got fat for a role one time and was brolic for another one. Do you yeah. guys, as actors, like what does that say to you guys? Are you guys worried about you being expected, depending on the role? Like, yo, like the check is good, but you're worried about what your health is going to be like. You know, if you have to lose mad weight or you have to gain mad weight. Like, Justin, you're casting the movie to play Michael Vick. You got to, <laughs> <laughs> you got to gain like mad weight, bro. <laughs>
0: oh, God.
2: You're going to put on, what, 50 more pounds?
0: What is, what is what is the Michael Vick obsession? <laughs> <laughs> twice. Yo, this podcast. I don't, I don't like Three man. episodes in a row now. <laughs> um, I don't know, but, man. But I'll, I'll, I'll he went, went to jail and he did his time, as
1: people still shit on him. But you know what? He did his time. He feels bad, and he's trying to make, he make trying his to life make better. Answer. He's
0: trying to he make. Was it actually, he he, he was actually in a in a political ad about um about kind of like how uh, voting is being restricted in uh. Ooh in the South and the Southern States. And he was like, you know, see, yeah. So yeah. Good on him. Good on him. Um. I mean, Ahmad, I think you and I might have different approaches to this question because you're both, well, both of you are already uh, bigger than I am just anyway. And obviously you've both worked for the physique you've gotten and we've talked about that off air. Um, But I'm actually curious to know from you, like where you're resting right now, if someone came to you and was like, I need you to, you know, put on this amount of muscle, um, how would you go about it? And, 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 would you consider PEDS or what would you get to a point where you feel like, okay, maybe it's crunch time. Maybe now I should take a little something or how, how do you, look Hell at no. if,
2: if someone were to bring, someone would bring that up to me and, um, and the pay is good. Never in my life would I ever want to have performance enhancement drugs. I could do that. I w- I'll do this naturally. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten to, I've gotten to this point naturally of, you know, right now it's a little bit of a, uh, I mean, it's it's a slacking. I've been slacking on it, but if I get right back into it, then it'd be second nature. But performance enhancement drugs, no. I don't see myself. I I don't see myself taking those. That's it's not gonna do me any good for the long run. Like I'm be good for what seven to eight months of the production and of shooting, and then that's it. And then I go back to. Square one, then it's gonna do damage on on, on my body. Yeah. I don't want that. I, you you give me the the money that you feel like is right, and and give me a good yeah. trainer, and you give a me a good, and I'm I'm good. Yeah, you. I mean, you don't, you don't need to give me a trainer. Uh, you can <laughs> give me a uh, <laughs> you give me a dietitian to tell me what I, what I do or what to give my dos and dos as far as eating, and then I'll get right into it, like yeah I, I feel like if if one were to give me performance enhancement drugs, that's like you're telling me that i'm I'm not able to uh, get this out the way and do this naturally for myself hmm. you know I, I have yeah. to like, get an extra push or not even a push a kick to right. to get it
0: here's here's what I think there's a couple layers to it. number one, cast appropriately. Uh, don't cast someone that you that you don't think can naturally put on the requisite muscle or whatever that you think is appropriate for this role. And that's, and this is all assuming that it's it's an external expectation Mm -hmm. and not something that's internally motivated. Um, That's number one. And then also, you know, you have like someone like Robert Pattinson who made a point to say, no, I didn't work out to play Batman because I'm not trying to put my body through something absurd um, to play this part when I'm, again, I'm going to be in a, in a, a, an armor that's already padded. For most of the movie and then when i'm not in it my stuntman is doing it and he can be ripped you know what i mean i mean he didn't say all that he he was just saying yeah that's it's contributing to a standard that i don't think is healthy i'm kind of paraphrasing which is that yeah i think that there there needs to be a balance um same thing with paul bettany playing vision
2: that's not a hmm. that's not
0: a big guy vision is not Even in the comic silly, books he wasn't he's brolic, brolic. He's no, no 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 he's a he's slim, slim dude slim. but they did pad him a little bit just a little bit in wandavision to make him you know to fill out the the suit a little bit and and to give him some like kind of lean you know dad muscle um and i think that was appropriate uh, so yeah like not everyone and finally like like with the characters not everybody needs to look like thor like yeah thor should probably right. look like he's on he's on some pets cuz he, he's an oh, asgardian yeah. um and chris hemsworth might also be an asgardian he's australian so close enough um maybe captain <laughs> america should look kind of diesel yeah but like um, everybody else, you know, uh, Tony Stark uh, no, doesn't really need to be. Robert Downey doesn't Jr. is to. was naturally working out around that time, but I'm sure that like there was never any. Yeah, dude, you're you're there's, you don't need to look like this. You're inside of a suit of armor. Bruce mm-hmm. Banner doesn't need to work out, um, you know. So <laughs> because the Hulk is the effect, and that's what you're doing, right? Um, so yeah, I think it's to your point. Like if if because Ahmad, I, I don't think that you and I. Would necessarily be considered for all for the same roles from a casting director standpoint. Um, I mean, depending, but like I think we would go out for different things. And so Mm. if 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 I was approached for a role that required a level of physicality that you are already kind of at, and they Mm. were like, "Yo, can you get here?" Then I'd be like, "Yeah, I probably can. I I would probably want a trainer because I need someone to keep me accountable, and I definitely want a dietitian because." the diet is the is the is the hardest part it is yes. um but i would i would also question like okay well am i actually like appreciate you for for thinking of me but am i actually the best person for this particular role if this is really what it requires mm-hmm. um and i think especially with marvel because so much of their casting is focused on you know increasing the diversity and again mm-hmm. no disrespect to kamile but it was like you know, because I don't know what Eternals is going to be like. I know vaguely who the Eternals are in the comic books. They're a group of gods. It's a pantheon, right? So, like, sure, cast racially um, uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a racially colorful way as much as you want, but also Marvel has like a quota to satisfy in terms of the in terms of the faces that they that they hire. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Kumail Nanjani might have might have been the guy that like, okay, well, if we can get him in here, then like, boom, we got a South Asian, and that's great. Um, right. but like yeah in the long run again he's 40 he's 41 years old how many eternals movies will there be how many how many times is this character going to appear yeah. will it have been worth it in the long run to to have done this to his body
2: yeah. um
1: and another question and if, is or you want to go mom
2: yeah i was i was going to say one thing is is literally when, when when you say that it's also um how you talk about diversity mm-hmm. the personal choice that you know they it, it came to their head um often often like you know they, they would i'm pretty sure they don't think to themselves about how much that can affect that person mm-hmm. you know um for instance like well for example he's leisure mm-hmm. you know when he was doing joker like he probably he wasn't working out but he tried to he had to get into a the, the mental state of a psychotic sure, um, a criminal yeah. who is one of the most, most notorious people in, in, in Gotham City but they chose him because okay he's like one of the he was probably one, one, one of the big names in, in that time mm-hmm. and you know they were like okay I feel like he can fit that he can do that but they didn't know how much it can affect them so yeah. for Kumail right now uh, you're saying like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's gonna be another Eternals movie, or, or when they're gonna be in other movies. How long is gonna is he gonna keep this up, right? You know,
0: and and you know, uh, uh, Le- yeah. Just to your point, Ledger at that time was like he was pretty much in the same league with DiCaprio. He was just less expensive, you know. Like yeah. it was it was Ledger, Gyllenhaal, all those guys coming up, yeah, together. And he was a really talented guy. I think to to date, um. Dark Knight is still the only performance of his that I've actually seen all of. Um, and it's not on He's purpose. Great. It's just that like I and didn't good. know him until that, and then I, I was ready to become a fan, and then he passed away.
1: Yo, a good joint of Heath Ledger's is uh, A Knight's
2: Tale. I was just about to say that, yep. It's mm-hmm. a good Yeah, right it's, it's a really good movie. It's a good movie there. He was but... also
0: in The Brothers Grimm with Matt Damon.
2: Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, he was. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. But Kamal, he's only in that movie because they just wanted one of the most popular South South Asian people.
1: Couldn't get my could have got my man Hassan
2: Minhaj, man, Muslim me.
1: <laughs> Kamal <laughs>
2: was like a, a funny dude, been in dramas. Like he, he's he's one of the people that is like, okay, let's get him in this one because maybe they also want
0: wanted maybe they also wanted Kamal, uh, uh, and again, talented guy as an actor. Maybe also his his accent adds to the. The ethereal, character. Uh, sort of like you know what I mean of the, of, <sighs> of this godly character. I mean, listen, this is the movie that is that is pulling Angelina Jolie out of retirement. She's in this movie, so like, I mean, I'm, I'm She's sure in another movie too. Yeah, the Fire those who One, wish me dead, the one in the one in the, uh, mm-hmm. the Forest yeah, Fires, Those Who Wish Me yeah. Dead, which looks pretty cool. I think it's from the producers and or writers of Sicario, which is one of my favorite movies of the past oh, wow. few years. Um, okay, so I'm looking at t- also Tyler Perry is in it. Tyler Perry will show up in movies <laughs> he just shows up in Rent he was in the
1: Ninja Turtles movie and I'm like why
0: he was in Gone Girl uh, like yeah no he's, he's all over the place um, uh. yeah I think Well, here, you know Jude I know you have another question I, I want to hear it uh, I mm-hmm. was just going to say also I think that physicality is very important as an actor I was just talking about this on the Media Morgue my other podcast where we review movies and, and movie news um, but as an actor, you want to feel like you, you're you inhabiting a new body, right? And mm-hmm. that doesn't always have to mean that, like, you know, you gain a bunch of muscle or whatever. It can just mean you walk in a different way. It can just mean that you cut your hair. It can just mean whatever. But physicality is very important because if you look in the mirror and you still see yourself, sometimes that pulls you out of it. So, yeah. for a lot of people, or as, as far as, like, this is concerned, like, you know, packing on that muscle is a good way to trans- to, to to inhabit the character, but, like, again, using Hugh Jackman, you can actually really use Hugh Jackman as, as a metric for how the Hollywood standard has changed. Yeah. Because if you look at him in X-Men 2000, he's like he's like Regular. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, big chest, some big arms. Like, he looks like a guy who does construction or like, mm-hmm. maybe he deadlifts a little bit. And then by the time he gets to Days of Future Past,
1: he looks, <laughs> like, he's, he looks like the Terminator.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's insane. But uh, what was your, your second question?
1: my question was is it now why can't they just admit to taking steroids to because hmm. it's all obvious that this <laughs> and them boys, yo. like come on we're not that no t- one
2: admits yeah but no one i, I,
1: I think it's hmm. because what there's no harm you're not cheating and it's hmm. not a sport and even in sports i think that you might should be able to use some steroids you know, because everyone mm-hmm. else, but obviously not in like sports that'll, you know, affect another person physically, mm-hmm. like a combat sport, like football, mm-hmm. um, martial, uh, MMA, boxing. If 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 someone is taking steroids for badminton or track, I <laughs> <aye>, fine. I <laughs> or basketball It'd be hilarious if you saw some basketball players on steroids.
0: LeBron James on PEDs, um, yo.
1: It'd be different. We'd
0: be Super Saiyan. Well, I'll, I'll say this, Jude. I think that um, first of all, I I think that there are probably legal reasons that if these people are steroid's using steroids, are thing.
1: I think in some for some things steroids are legal because it's also a medical thing. My mother was on steroids when right. um, she was going through cancer, and people with HIV are on some. Some people with HIV are on steroids. Um, Well,
0: like, I think it's different per industry in terms of, because like, John Legend has talked about how singers will use steroids for their, you know, to get their voice back on track mm -hmm. uh, in a a medicinal way. But I think like, yeah, there's, when you look at something like Disney, for example, um, which is this multimedia conglomerate that is largely aimed towards children. um, And all the racist shit
1: that they put in children's cartoons.
0: (laughs) Right. But they, they are not right. But they're not they're not going to necessarily want to um, admit that their leading men and women aren't uh, totally above board. You know what I mean? Just because mm. it would mess with their image, even though that is also kind of uh, a harmful. Again, it's a harmful expectation for a lot of kids if they think that this is something they can do for themselves if they just work at it and, and a lot of the actors talk in circles around it. Like, well, how do you prepare for this role? Oh, you know, it's, it's just a lot of chicken and push-ups and stuff like they're joking exactly. about it. Cause they know most of them know that like, yeah, no, this is insane. Like um, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend this lifestyle to anybody else.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's also, it's just, that's how bodybuilders are, mm-hmm. you know, but they, they eat that up. They, they love it. Some people, they, they love doing that grind but when it comes to actors, a lot of actors don't want to be uh, going to the gym every other day, like every day to, to work out. Like some people do to, to, to stay in shape, but for folks who get paid for these roles, oh, I'm pretty sure most of them hate that.
1: Yeah.
2: They're like, ugh, I got to get up and do this and I got to go on set for like eight to nine hours and I got to get up and do the same thing again. Once they are done with production... Oh, they're eating anything! (laughs) Oh my goodness, they're eating anything! And I feel like, let's just say, let's just say, um, Christian Bale, uh, just just for an example, when he was done doing the uh, the uh, Dick Cheney movie, he got all that fat. Once production was over, homeboys lost all that weight. And so he lost all that weight within like a a month or two.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Christian Bale is is built different. One he is
2: because
0: I don't know <laughs>
2: how he does it. He went from skinny as hell to fat as hell <laughs> to being built. And then fat as hell again. I'm like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah,
0: I don't know how he does it.
2: I, I feel like his be, body not,
0: speaking of Batman, I think another example of someone who did it mostly natural was Ben Affleck. Because
2: yeah, Ben Affleck Harry, was
0: pretty really strong he was he was very committed to actually being that part, and then yes. when, when when it was received poorly, that's when he started to say, "Well, forget it." And then, like those Justice League reshoots, you can see him, you know, being a little chubby. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 concerning in a lot of ways, and I think that like the reason I bring it up is because we're we're kind of all aware of the unhealthy body standards mm-hmm. uh, for women, but it's not always. Mm-hmm. we we've only just started to look at men. Um, yeah. and how uh, we create unhealthy body standards for ourselves and the three of us all have pretty different body types um but uh you know i think i as far as i know we're all healthy uh, mm-hmm. and uh um you know we all do we all do different things but um i think like like i mean obviously finding some sort of physical activity is good like obviously mm-hmm. my predominant one right now is martial arts but i'm i'm looking to start parkour soon um, and I, I, I look at like in terms of movies, you had um, uh, a really interesting example is Keanu Reeves for John yeah. Wick, because yeah. all, all he was focused on was the was the jujitsu and the and the Aikido um, mm-hmm. and, and stuff in and the judo. And then through that, yeah, maybe he got a little fit to do those movements. But yeah. it's not like they asked him, you know, Keanu, hey, you know, you're 46 years old. Uh, but can you put on 20 pounds of muscle for this role? Like, um, I'm not doing that. I like rolling around though. So yeah, like if there's a, if I think that's a uh, another um, great example of an actor who was able to physically engage with the role because there was a specific requirement, you know, and he wanted to match that skill as much as he could, as opposed to just getting big, you know, and then like, then you have to get bigger each movie, yeah. you know, it's like, it's a, it's a, again, it's a vicious cycle. Um, but I mean, yeah, listen. If the check is good enough, maybe under under the table, take a little syringe.
2: <laughs> oh, you gonna take the syringe? <laughs> oh, man.
0: you can take all no, no, pills I... now, Justin. You You're
2: right here, folks.
0: Yo,
1: Justin, <laughs> did I ever tell you? Hold on, did I ever tell you how I got offered steroids at Blink? I think you did tell me about this. What? <laughs> yeah. So, me and Josh were in Blink. Josh, our friend, who's a powerlifter who mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. run through a whole building. Yes. this motherfucker so me and him were working out at blink and then we went to the locker room and there's this dude who's built like spongebob with a man bun and he asked us yo y'all, y'all 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 want uh some enhancers i see y'all working out and it's not looking great and we're like "All right, fuck you but what eh. you want all, sir we're we talking about you? voids you want you want some voids i'm like how does this motherfucker built like SpongeBob with a man bun talk about do we want some steroids? <laughs> and me and Josh are like 20 at the time, and I'm like.
0: So Josh had already. Wait, because how old is Josh now? He's 20, 22. 22. Yeah, so he'd already been. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah, he has been powerlifting for about three years now, right? Yeah,
1: insane. He's like. De- Dude. He, de- he like squatting like 500,
2: yo.
0: Yeah, Josh the Juggernaut, man. That 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 dude is.
2: That is his name. I've, I've... that is his name.
0: <laughs> like if you. Josh is one of those dudes that if you push him, you go backwards. <laughs> Fifty feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just has like a force field around him that he will not move. Kind of like um, I mean, this is more offensive than what I. Do. I love you, Josh. But you know the Blob in, in the X Men comics. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, no! It's not. <laughs>
2: Oh my god Oh, because it's in my head now
1: Justin, you're such There's a penis a... <laughs> you such a penis, bro
0: No, this, the only reason I'm bringing this up for the power, not for the physical appearance Blob, uh-huh. wild, nigga, Blob, yo. Has, Blob has a power Where he can like Basically increase gravity around him So he can't be moved once he roots himself So like Josh is kind of like that, bro Like He you just paid way too much attention
1: to the X-Men, bro
0: I didn't he's know like that power was that nigga
1: He who's just big as shit and brolic and just went shit.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's he is big, but it's specifically that like he has his own like gravitational orbit.
2: Um I never knew that. Yeah. And I've known the blob for so damn long. Yeah, no, it's not just that wow. he's
0: see I'm not being rude. I'm an I'm a nerd and I was being specific.
2: I never Josh knew that. Josh would
0: understand the comparison. <laughs> 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 I love you, man. Um anyway, yeah. Look, point is. Um, we wanted to talk about that for a little bit. Interested to hear y'all, y'all's thoughts about it in the follow-up. Uh, but of course, ending on a positive note, we're going to move into our tweets of the week or just our general, week. Um, our general online funny thing that we found. <laughs> I'm worried for what Jude uh, might have found because usually when he has this smile on, it's something problematic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, what was it?
1: <laughs> so April... Shouts out to Abriel, my second wife. <laughs> two. My second wife. Um, She sends me this thing today, and it's this dude. And he says, You know, when you try and talk to, no- to an older girl, and they'd be like, Oh, you're such a baby. Hmm. And he said, So breastfeed me then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, <my laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like you tweeting from a burner account. Yeah, man. On,
1: man. No, that's that's me talking to shorties this summer, my nigga. How now? Someone joined like thirty or whatever? You're such a baby. Breastfeed me. What's up?
2: My God, lactated. I came out C-section. Was good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, ain't nothing wrong with breast milk. Hey, there's
0: nothing wrong with it. Man. Ahmad, what's what I've, um, I've tasted I've
1: tasted breast milk other than my mom's before. It was interesting.
0: Wow. 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 wow yeah, my wow. ex-girlfriend's
1: um aunt just gave me a shot of her breast milk one time. It was wait, hilarious. Wait, wait.
0: I've
1: had it from somebody's mom.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> what do y'all mean? <laughs> what? What? But they're just putting it in shot glasses for yeah. you? what are you talking about? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't I'm, worry about it. Like it's too late. I'm very no one. no
1: one. Amad, came from the tap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go ahead with your with your with your tweet, Amad.
2: <laughs> Yo, so this tweet, it was this person said yesterday. I walked into the gas station. This old white man looked at me and said, "Congratulations." <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> What happened yesterday?
0: Oh, oh, just <laughs> Chauvin? Uh huh. Yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, old white man just said well, congratulations. <laughs> I,
2: I, would, I would, just be like, what?
0: Excuse me? <laughs> what? It would, I wouldn't. It would take me so long to understand what he was talking about. Oh my
2: god! I would <laughs> be like, oh, you full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you crazy! Oh, you. <laughs> 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 See, uh, what what she not gonna do is uh, get me out of my comfort zone.
0: <laughs> my, my um my my tweet is a is a is a quote tweet. So the first one uh, s- talking about Spirit Airlines says, oh, God, "Y'all man. too bougie for Spirit." I be on that beat drunk, and then the the quote tweet says, "So does the pilot." The,
2: that is- <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> many bumps and and, and turbulence <laughs> in the air.
0: I think I've been on Spirit like maybe one or two times and it was a really small plane and I I felt claustrophobic the whole time. I'm not someone who's like necessarily naturally afraid of tight spaces, but that was like I felt like I was flying in a in a (laughs) straw. But that's a wrap for us today, beloved. If you want more uptown love, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HBO pod and listen to our back catalog. We thank you very much for hanging out with us today until next time. Be easy. Say breezy. <laughs>